I got a lot of feedback that talking about the brain was pretty, pretty cool. People like learning about how and why I do something. When we had the heart-based leadership podcast, I decided, great, let's do more of that. Because I think it helps to explain our behaviors and then we are more aware of it. And if we can learn that, we can change it, right? So today I am talking about a couple other ways the brain functions. And I think this is really important to know as a leader because it might explain behavior patterns that you experience or some of the people in your team experience. And you can understand what it means. It doesn't mean they have to stay that way. It might be more about what their default is or what yours is, but know that it's just how we're wired and we can change it. Like we're designed to transform. The first topic I wanna to talk about is the triune brain. So the triune brain, if you know this, is essentially triune, tri, meaning there's three parts of the brain. It came from Paul McLean, who was a, uh, a researcher, phys physician, and neuroscientist back in the back in mid-century, 1950s, 19, you know, late, later, later on in the 1900s. And basically spent six decades of work. He researched the brain and basically hypothesized that the skull holds not one, but these three interconnected brains. He called them interconnected biological computers, which I think is a pretty good term. They all represent an, an evolutionary stratum as his exact words from his books. And each one came later as humans evolved. So that's why he called it the triune brain. There's these three prominent parts and each one contains more com progressively complex infrastructure of nerve cells. So the first, so the three parts, and you might've heard about these, there's the reptilian brain that came first. Like that's when we were really primal. It's, and, and, and then mammalian brain, which is later, which is mammals. And we are starting to care for young and, and we have uh, families and hunter gatherers and things like that. And then paleo the paleomammalian, which is really now the modern neocortex, the, 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 the frontal lobe thinking brain, which came as we had, uh, we were able to evolve and have decisions made and creative aspects and building things and things like that. And so all of these actually developed from the evolutionary side of that. So reptilian, that first primal part is when, when we're in that part of our brain, we are basically in fight or flight mode. Imagine, think of a, a little reptile, like an iguana sitting on a, on a uh, branch, right? And that, that iguana, what is, is that iguana like cuddling up to cuddle up with another iguana and like lick its lips, lick, lick its face and be like, Hey, Hey, here I am. No, like, like that, that all that lizard thinks about is getting in the sun, maybe eating a couple flies, maybe some veggies and uh, going to sleep and then doing the same thing <laughs> and fighting off any predators. That's the reptilian brain. So when we get pissed and we get mad or we are fight or we feel fear at work, which is really anxiety when we feel that we get into this brain and it's really, really hard to switch out of it because we're usually in an amygdala hijack. We're usually like hijacked out of our minds and our emotional responses are 400 times faster, by the way, than our thinking brain. Cause this was developed first. It's like, it's like reflexes for us, right? It's, and we all, we've all experienced this when we're in that brain and it's just like a go-to and you're like, I don't know why I get so angry. Well, something set you off to be in that reptilian mode because you just, you're just fighting and flighting. 
or freezing. So that is when we are stressed out at work and we cannot access these higher parts of our brain because this is where we're literally fighting for our lives. And the thing is, is our brains don't know if we have a quarterly, uh, quarterly business review to hand in or we're getting eaten by an elephant. I don't think an elephant would eat you. Maybe, maybe a tiger. Yeah. Everyone uses tiger. I'm so bored of that one. How about like, uh, <laughs> like a panda? Would that eat somebody? I don't know. Maybe, maybe like a really angry panda. Uh, you get my idea. And they could, they could, <laughs> well, now we're getting into more complexity because that's a, a mammal, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just a, a fight or flight response. Uh, the other thing to know is that, yeah, there's also these need, these needs that go along with each part of the brain, but I'll get into that in a minute. So let's continue to the mammalian brain. So the mammalian brain is this mammal brain, right? So think of all the mammals on the planet, lots and lots of mammals, right? These are the breathing animals and, uh, and there might be more, I'm not a biology expert, <laughs> but they can be cute and cuddly. Like think of a bear and a koala bear maybe, or, um, you know, you think of little, your, your dog, you think of your pets, usually the ones with fur, the furry friends, right? So the mammalian, what are their traits? Like, what do they like to do? Well, they love to like saddle up to you and like, like rub, rub, and like rub their nose in, in your, in your skin and just be like, Hey, Hey, I'm here. And they want attention. They want to be pet. They want to, they want to be cared for. They, they're like maybe stroking their young and just like uh Harlow's monkeys, right? Like the monkeys and want to get cared for by the mom. That was in a previous podcast that I talked about with uh, the monkeys, uh, the Reese's monkeys with Harlow's experiment. Yes. So you got to tune into that one to learn about that in the, uh, um, the heart-based leader episode. <laughs> so, so mammalian is when we are like our circuits for emotions are really turned on, right? So our emotional center is lit up and we want to be loved. We want to be cared for. We want to, we want to reach out and connect. We want to, to really feel like we belong somewhere. And th so this part of the brain evolved the second stage and is a really important part of the brain too, because we need this part. And this is the human aspect, right? Like humans are big into that connecting and like groups and engaging and care and all of that is mammalian brain. So at, like, think about as a leader, you know, when you are caring for your team and you're, you know, giving somebody a high five and you're excited to share a win with them, like that's our mammalian brain. Our mammalian brain is designed to like, express our emotions. It's a big part of our brain. It's a huge part of our brain. And, and think about all the mammals, like that's how they really operate. And everyone, all the mammals stopped there. And then what happened was the humans developed this third part of the triune brain, the neocortex. And the neocortex came last. It's the least developed part of our brain. It's the, it's your temple. So if you put your fingers right where your frontal lobe is, you know, just give it a little, little rub, little massage. That's, that's your thinking brain. And this is the least active part of our brains, because 95% of our brains are unconscious. If you just tap it gently, this is our conscious brain. This is where we make decisions. That's where creativity happens. That's where we are strategic. That's where we're thinking big picture. We have visions, we have, we have goals. Like all of that is from that brain. So we use it a lot. And it actually, it actually takes a tremendous amount of energy to use this part of our brain. That said, it's also a very small part of our overall functioning of our brain. 
So we need all three of these parts, right? Reptilian, mammalian, and, and the neocortex. So just know that you have all of these at access, but you need to use them all as a leader. And you might be more indexed on the neocortex, which makes a lot of sense, right? But don't forget about the mammalian part of your brain, which is designed and really wired for emotion and connection. And then the reptilian brain where you might decide to um, abandon a project, right? Or you might, you might notice there's someone who's frozen, like literally cannot do different, cannot make decisions out of fear. Okay. And that doesn't mean they have to stay there, but potentially you could also understand that that could be something you could help with. And if that happens to you, all it means is you're in the reptilian brain and you can change that and get out of it. But we need to turn on these other parts of our brain. And the, one of the best ways to do that is to name a feeling. It's to journal, it's to get out of that state so that you can move into something different. And if we're super, super stressed, if you're chronically stressed, that's not going to be easy, but that's okay. That's how I can help you. That's how we can create the tools so you can move into other parts of your brain. So the last part I wanted to mention are these needs that we have for each part of the brain, right? So the reptilian part, this, the, you know, the fight or flight mode, it needs audiovisual communication. Like we need to hear things and we need to see things. And that makes sense, right? Like, am I scared? Am I not? Uh, like, is there a shadow or is that just the trash can, right? Like we're just, we're constantly scanning for threats and that can work, right? And then we also have the uh, emotional, the emotional system is tied into that. But really for this, for this mammalian stage, which is the second stage, we are, we are, we are really wired for that nurturing. And that's that limbic system, emotional system, that's also linked to our heart and that neocortex brain, right? So the neocortex brain, that what those needs are, is creative intellectual stimulation. And that makes sense, of course, because that's our thinking brain, our conscious side. And it can really work well to have all of those as part of our integrated work life. And that's kind of cool, right? I, I mean, like, do we ever think of it like that? Like, no, but they're all important. So if you're only looking at spreadsheets for eight hours a day, and maybe your brain is used to that, which is fine, that can happen, you may notice that you are feeling maybe a little drained or you're not getting nurturing in your system. And that's when you can go home and when you turn, like if that's your job and that's what you have to do, awesome. And then your job later will be to get nurturing and get the, the creative intellectual stimulation if it wasn't already in the spreadsheets, things like that. Right, so this is why we burn out is when we're really over-indexing maybe one of these parts of the brain and we're just not nourishing and nurturing ourselves in a way that really feels holistic and helpful. We need all three of these things. And it, I think it's worth saying that the play works in the safe space created by the audiovisual communication too and nurturing that when all our needs are met. So just know that, you know, when you, when, when your play is there, like if you're engaging and the act of play is joy and can be fun and, and a stress reliever, it can really help us get out of a lot of these things in the audiovisual communication that can get us out of the reptilian brain. So add more play into it, right? Like duck out for a game of ping pong. <laughs> if you have ping pong, if you don't, what could you do? What would be fun for you? What would be playful? We have to play more as adults. Maybe I'll talk about that again as another time. Um, yeah. And what else? I think that's 
a good amount of information. <laughs> so at that point, I am going to, yeah, I'm going to sign off, pause and for now, and thank you so much for listening to this fun and informative podcast about the Triune Brain and how it helps us be a better leader. <laughs>